Hello, it's James. When we started Tortoise, the intention was always to slow down and wise up. Take the long view. Try and take a little time to come to a better understanding, not of the breaking news, but of what's driving it. And that's why I'm delighted that we've just launched a new podcast with probably the best mind on political polling in the country, Professor Sir John Curtis, and one of Westminster's sharpest political thinkers, Rachel Wolfe. It's called Trendy, and every week they're going to explore some of the key social, political and economic changes that help explain what people think, and so not what politicians do, but why they do it. As Britain enters an election year, there are no two people who I'd rather go to to try and understand what are the trends shaping our national debate, to understand what's driving our politics and what lies behind the often bewildering barrage of day-to-day -day news headlines. I'm going to play you a clip from the first episode. You can listen to the whole thing by searching for Trendy wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please do follow the feed so you don't miss future episodes. There's going to be a new one every Thursday. The reason I wanted to talk about Liz Truss is not because she's the reason we're doing this podcast, but she is quite a good exemplification of why we think this podcast matters, because she's been back this week re-arguing her case for why she thinks she was right and others were wrong in her ill-fated government. This is not a view the public share uh, her poll ratings dipped very, very rapidly. By no less than six points in six weeks. Immediately after a budget. And, and a, a woman described her in a focus group to us recently as that young woman that ran the country for a while and destroyed it. But she is trying to argue that uh, she got the communication wrong, but everything else about her platform was correct. But isn't that always what particularly conservative politicians argue my policy is fine. We didn't manage to communicate. It's particularly what critics of the Prime Minister often say. Of course, the Prime Minister is doing the right thing. Hasn't quite managed to sell it properly. It goes alongside the Prime Minister is perfect. It's just his advisers or her advisers that are messing oh, things course, up. Of which, of course, you probably have some experience. Uh, but, uh, but the reason that I think she is interesting is, A, this whole communication thing it's only because I communicated wrong, seems to me to fundamentally misunderstand your job as a prime minister in a parliamentary yep. democracy, which is you communicate to the voters yep. who are in charge and they choose uh, the political party that they want to lead and that political party in turn chooses the prime minister. So communication is not an adjunct. But I think also uh, Liz Truss fundamentally misunderstood the potential democratic mandate she had because she is unusually libertarian for the modern Conservative Party and modern government. And libertarians have never been a very big part of our, our electorate. I remember both Tony Blair and Margaret Thatcher's advisers, you know, commenting on the fact that you need to understand that voters are broadly quite socially authoritarian in some ways and also quite left-wing economically. So what do you mean by libertarian in this context? Well, so what do I mean by libertarian? You can tell me if you agree. So Liz Truss broadly believes the state does much too much. Yep. She wants to radically cut taxes and yep. she thinks that by cutting taxes, the economy will automatically yep. grow so much that those tax revenues will um, exceed all expectations. Yep. The, the way in which I suppose she differs from earlier libertarians is she wasn't very clear about in what way she wanted the state to shrink. 
she actually wanted to borrow quite a lot of money uh, to make this possible. But she likes to talk about too much regulation, too much state interference. She sounds much more like someone on the American right than someone traditionally but on not, the not, but, right. But not entirely different from what some people's impression of Margaret Thatcher would have been, at least rhetorically, if not necessarily in terms of practice. I agree. And I think this is a big part of the current Conservative Party is they have this image of who Margaret Thatcher was, mm-hmm. which doesn't necessarily bear that much relation to how she genuinely was as an electoral politician, how she communicated, what she backed, how carefully she moved. Mm-hmm. But but there is absolutely this image. Um, I guess one core difference is Margaret Thatcher won a mandate and she won a series of mandates for what she was doing. And Liz Truss did not. No, and and certainly Liz Truss, you know, it's an interesting feature of you talk about the Conservative Party being ideologically flexible. One of the attributes of the party these days is it seems to become rather more ideologically inflexible. And that, of course, you know, her, her election as leader was the product of an angst inside the Conservative Party that a Conservative government had presided over a substantial increase in taxation and a substantial increase in public spending, occasioned, of course, by the COVID pandemic and then subsequently the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So, the, But for many Tory party members, this is not why they go out and knock on the streets for the Conservative Party, and that's what she managed uh, to appeal to. But, of course, appealing to Conservative members was one thing. Appealing to the electorate is indeed... Quite another. And I think, you know, it's worth just recalling that although we are now living at a time where we're beginning to think, oh, maybe the Labour Party might indeed win the next election. And might just even, maybe. I, I, <laughs> I, might, I, I, might, I might even get an overall majority. That perspective is only 12 months old. And it is a legacy of Liz Truss. I mean, in you know, uh, not not only did the the financial markets uh, tank in the wake of her uh, so-called fiscal event, but you know, Conservative support fell by six points in a matter of about six weeks and in Premiership. Now, the only precedent for that, and of course, it's the other half of why the Conservatives are where they are at the moment, is that the Partygate story also saw um, Tory support fall by six points again in a matter of little more uh, than six weeks. And it's those two things that basically have led us to the political situation that we are now in. That's a clip from the very first episode of Trendy with John Curtis and Rachel Wolfe. To hear more, search for Trendy wherever you get your podcasts. We really look forward to hearing what you think.